Hey everybody, welcome back to The Pod and The Pendulum. This is normally the part where I tell you that we cover every single horror movie franchise, but it is October and we're doing things a little bit differently. Uh, We hope you enjoyed our first show of the month, which was on horror movie comics. We are back this time to talk a bit about some of the horror movie video games. You should be mashing uh, your thoughts. You should be mashing your thumbs on those controllers with right now. So interactive gaming is what the topic is. I am your host, Mike Snooney, and joined once again by my co-host, Lindsay Travis. Lindsay, how are we? I'm good. I'm excited. I feel like I say this every time, but I'm excited to talk about horror video games. I'm like very psyched. Kind of fun to do something a little bit different. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's kind of fun to try to expand our uh, wheelhouse a little bit right now. So, I Lindsay, what has been your experience with gaming? Like, when did you get into it? Like, how much of a video gamer would you consider yourself to be? Good question. Um, as like a kid, it was like you know sitting with my brothers watching them play horror games like that, or, or sorry, video games. Certainly played a lot of like N sixty four, played a mm-hmm. lot of Sega. Then I kind of like disappeared from video games for years and like played like, you know, Roller Coaster Tycoon. Like I never like I didn't game again until pretty recently. Um, I played some like stuff like I really like watching other people play games because mm-hmm. I kind of live in a world where I'm bad at them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think I'm that bad. I think I just think I am. It's like a younger sister complex where you just like think mm-hmm. like your brother has to come beat it. Um, yeah, so I would like go to my friends' houses and like stay up all night with watching them play uh, video games. But I recently grabbed the controller again. I've been playing a lot more, um, and I have a lot of fun. But uh, I'm really curious. So the thing about me and games is like I'm so excited about them, and when other people talk about them, mm-hmm. but I um, I'm very uh, ends oriented, and I'm a completionist. So when I play a video game, like I am the person who won't leave my house for a month. So like, okay, that's a big part of why I don't game. So you have to like find every trophy, every collectible. Yes. I completely understand that. Um, I think what happens with me is I start out that way in almost every game I play. Mm -hmm. And then like, I want to like find every single secret and every little bit and piece and get every little ending in a movie uh, or in a game. And then I get to the point where I'm just like, I have to wrap this up. Like right. after a month, I'm like, all right, like, I, need, I don't want to play this anymore. I need fresh air again. This is no longer yeah. fun. This is a chore. Like if I wanted chores, I would just go like cut the grass and do the dishes. Um, yeah. I, um, I, I'm going to guess, I'm going to guess that Blair Witch is not on your list. It is a game I will mention. Okay. Um, but I couldn't get into it. So I reviewed Blair Witch like back when I reviewed some video games Mm -hmm. uh, through the pandemic because I had a lot of time to learn about video gaming at the beginning Mm -hmm. and um, I did not like it at all. But um, one thing about it was that in order to complete it, you have to play it more than once. 
Um, and that just made me like ravenous, which I think is like a thing. Like I think a lot mm-hmm. of like PlayStation games have that to them where like you can't get all the trophies unless you play through it right. more than once. Which is just a nightmare to me. Just was it you had to, to play on different settings? Like now you have to beat the game on this level in order to not even that. That I could almost stomach. Like if it was like, oh, you could you could have to play different levels. That I could almost stomach. Like the golden eye thing where you have to like mm-hmm. you know where you can beat that. I could stomach. This was like there's a part in the game. I'm not sure if you got there when you played it. But there's a part in the game where you find this like cave that's locked. Mm-hmm. And I, for like an hour, could not figure it out. When you were doing one thing about doing review copies of games is the um, people haven't talked about it on the internet yet. So if you get stuck, there's you're like stuck. no Googling it. Like you're stuck. So I tried for like hours trying to figure out how I'm supposed to get in this cave. What am I supposed to do to build this cave? Mm-hmm. And then eventually when the guide came out like months later, it was like when you finish the game, you get this key. And when you play through it again, you can access that cave. And I was That like, is some bullshit right there. Yeah, I was like, that I is hate some- you game. <laughs> absolute bullshit right there no, um i know for me i can't think of a time where like video games were not a part of my life like i, I was like six years old when my dad bought me an atari 2600 like Whoa. that's how far back we're going yes i am old um so I remember like playing and I loved like Pac-Man at the arcades. And I remember like getting the Pac-Man game for Atari being like, this looks nothing like the arcade game. Like uh-huh. this is some horse shit right here. Um, and then like getting uh, the Nintendo, that's the standard Nintendo. And I remember like many a fifth and sixth grade morning where i would like fake a fever to stay at home so i could play like castlevania 2 i think is the game that really stands out because i loved that game growing up so um all through and i think what's really nice about this kind of like current moment we live in is and you know you used to be like a, a console would come out you would play it for five or six years and then something new would come out and you would kind of just leave the old one behind mm-hmm. um and sure there was some backwards compatibility but i don't remember a time where i'm like oh i'm gonna play like these ps2 games in my ps3 it's like no i'm just right. gonna play these ps3 games You've moved um, now with things like xbox game pass and the playstation now service um mm-hmm. they have a mix and i think like xbox game pass does it really well where you get like day and date games that come out um as opposed to having to buy the physical copy, there's your doggy. What a lovely, what a lovely dog. Um, and then also like, there's so many good, like classic games up there from like the PS three, the PS two era, um, the Xbox 360 era. So I can go back and like play some of those games again. And yeah, I mean, the graphics aren't what um, the new systems are, but I kind of feel like, especially when you got into like the Xbox 360 and the PS3, like a lot of the, the stories of the games really hold up overall. And so there was some really good stuff there. Do you have a Nintendo switch? I do. Okay. If you have the, you probably like, this is like, I don't think a secret for anyone, but Mm -hmm. you can, if you play for like the monthly, whatever it's called, the like Mm -hmm. Nintendo, whatever it is, um, you get access to all the like original NES games and some yeah. super NES games. And like that was such a thrill for me because like mm-hmm. those games are like my life going to like yeah. my grandma's house with my cousins and all playing the like 
that we game definitely so yeah fun. i think it's like 20 bucks a year too you can just like yeah. do it for like a 20 dollar flat fee and i think like i did that and played the og zelda yeah um, and i'm like oh my god this game still holds up like it is so much fun to go back and you can see why that series like is so beloved like right from the outset oh, i remember the gold cartridge and like oh, it came yeah. with like the poster with all the game hints on it and god i love that game i i i kind of wish they would like i know it's like the nes and super nes i wish they would have like gamecube and the n64 like i would love to play shadows of the empire again oh my gosh Shadows of the empire oh my god yes um so you can buy some of them like so i bought the mario Mm -hmm. it was uh limited but i'm sure you can find it but the mario uh the three pack that came with mario galaxy mario 64 Mm -hmm. and uh mario sunshine um and Mm -hmm. i restarted playing mario 64 the other day and it's like the mario 64 was like the last game that i played you know what i mean like until like recently that was like the game i played so i loved playing mario odyssey on the switch because i was like this is like home for me um Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'd like a big soft spot for that game. But Excellent. I want to hear about your horror games. Let's do that. Let's dive right into it. So um, first, I'm going to talk about two games right now. I'm going to talk about two games that it came. Let's try that again. Okay. I'm going to talk about a game called Until Dawn, which came out for the PlayStation 4. Um, it was written by Larry Fezzedin. Um, who's an indie horror writer, director, actor. Um, and it was directed by, I believe, Graham Resnick. Um, it was this really fun, cheesy, campy slasher movie game. And what made it, it basically plays out like a movie. Um, you have like very, very fixed like camera angles. Uh, it's not like your traditional video game. Where you can kind of explore all over a screen and you're meant to interact with almost every object. It's like, nope, it is like very fixed in your position. You can move in certain places, interact with certain things. Um, it has this kind of incredible cast like uh, Rami Malik, the gentleman who won like an Oscar for his depiction of freddie mercury um stars in the game um peter stromari from fargo hayden pantier from um scream 4 in heroes like she's in the game as well like so you have this like really incredible cast um in it and basically it is like a choose your own adventure book brought to the video game um and um, the choices you make in the game, it's kind of like a butterfly effect, like will impact um, how the game plays out. So it takes place like this group of friends get together. They go to this like um, old like ski lodge in the middle of nowhere. And they all have a secret. Like there's like a dead friend. Um, and lo and behold, like if you don't play the game properly, like people start dying in the game and you don't know if it's supernatural. Is it a slasher killer? Maybe it's both. Um, there's a little bit of button mashing that kind of goes on to prevent some of the deaths. Like I kind of wish that's the one thing I didn't love about it, but it like 
it totally revels in every single horror trope that, you know, we all know and love. Like it just, it leans, if it leaned any further into them, it would like absolutely tip over. Um, like it knows exactly what it is. It is. And it's just like super, super fun. And to your point about, um, kind of like being a completionist, it's one of those games where like, okay, these are the choices I made the first time around. Now, what if I go back and play it and make all these different choices? Like based on how you do like if there are like six characters, you could have maybe all six survive by the end of the game. Maybe one of them survives, maybe half of them survive. I think in my first playthrough, I had um, four characters survive. So I thought I did pretty well with it. That's a, So uh, I actually played this game. Mm hmm. Um, and I played it, I was visiting my friend who I usually watch her play horror games. Like I go to her place and watch her play for like hours. It's like my favorite thing Mm -hmm. to do. And she was like, you're going to play tonight. You're going to play until dawn. And I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. And we started at like 6 PM. And then I ended up like playing through the night. Like we couldn't stop and we played through and I thought I was like doing so well. Um, Mm -hmm. I was like, this is amazing. I'm kicking ass. I'm I'm making it through so much faster than the internet's telling me. And like, we're whatever. We like missed dinner. We were like starving at like 3 a.m. So Mm -hmm. playing a stupid game. And uh, I killed everyone. (laughs) (laughs) No one survived. It was me and one other character, I think. And I was like, how did I do? And then she was like, oh, actually, you could keep everyone alive. And I was like, oh, so I did. Oh, (laughs) so the point is not to kill everybody. The point is to keep them alive. Yeah. And there are some gnarly deaths in it, too. Like, there are some absolute, I think, like, Larry Fessenden's character has the potential to die like a super gnarly death. Um, it was a massive game for like the PS4, like early mm-hmm. on, like it was a really big hit for them overall. Um, so it, there's now something called like the dark pictures anthology, which basically are a series of games that all have this kind of gameplay. And in 2019, the man of Medan was released, um, as a follow up to, uh, until dawn now it is not a sequel to this game it is a completely separate story completely different plot um but the same kind of game mechanics to it so you have this um follow-up game it is kind of like ghost ship is might be Mm -hmm. the best way i would describe it where you have again like this group of diverse characters that are like getting together to like kind of party on a uh little boat and they are kidnapped by pirates. Um, they are brought out to this boat, which has been abandoned since World War II. And based on the choices you make, the decisions you go for, how you pair characters up, like one or none of the characters uh, will survive. Um or all of them will survive. What's interesting about this one, like depending on the choices you make, you could have it. So all of your characters quote unquote survive, but um, the government like finds out that, you know, about this thing that they're not supposed to know about. And they come and like, they basically execute you. So you're what? like, Hey, great. Everyone survived. This is really good. Fantastic. Um, and then like, you're completely wiped out like spoiler alert. Um, but it's one of like six different endings for the game um there's like one where like if only a couple characters survive like i think i had one where like only one character survived and it was assumed that he like killed everybody else on the boat and was like thrown in prison at the end of the game um I it's remember, 
I just feel like I got picked up by a chopper, but I don't remember what happened after that. That is definitely one of the endings, and it's a ha- yeah. I think one of the happier endings overall. Okay, I think um, yeah, maybe I did okay. I think yeah. not. A, I think I kept like about half of people alive. Like we we did okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's an, oh, and that's right because there's like some different gameplay modes in this one. It's like where you can do co-op play, where if you're sitting side by side with someone on a couch, like you basically take control of different characters during the game and yeah. like, I think it's like a split screen where like you're doing one thing and the character is doing something else or so we did it over zoom and lockdown so mm-hmm. we each were seeing our own screens okay um but I'm glad that we were on the phone because they were like so it kind of yeah you end up taking control of different characters at different times mm-hmm. so you're doing different things at different times and like you get yeah. separated from each other so it was really, I couldn't imagine doing that, not talking to each other because I'd right. be like, oh my God, where are you? And she'd be like, I'm in the other room fighting with John. And I'd be like, oh mm-hmm. my gosh, I'm fighting this guy in this room. And like you would, and then um, part of the game, uh, the ghost shippy part of it is that you see things that aren't real. Mm-hmm. So there was a part where um, I was seeing her, she was seeing me as a killer mm-hmm. but i was just seeing her so i was like are you okay and she was like ah and like shooting me and she was like there's yep. a monster after me and i'm like no it's me it's, it's me. me like yep. oh it was so i if you can do it co-op over the phone or whatever it was so fun really it's, really recommend it and what's fun like the game it, you can play the game in one night like you could do that yeah like, oh yeah we did it in an afternoon right um, so it's not one of those games you need to devote like 30 to 40 hours to it. Like you could if you wanted to like get all the endings. And I would say like part of the fun is like playing it out different ways. Like I remember with one character, I made him kind of my like sensitive, like super empathetic, like always. And then the next game, he was a total dick. Oh, he was like, like yeah, he was like a total. And it definitely impacted like the way the game was played. I think there's like one um choice you can make where one of the characters like before you even get to the ghost ship basically like takes off like escapes and maybe or maybe not comes back at the end of the thing like you can actually have him escape and maybe rescue everyone later or maybe not so um and i i did not because i just couldn't get the button timing down for it because i'm very clunky so i could never get that but i would love to have seen like how it played out um So there's, it's something, it's again, it's the Dark Pictures Anthology. There's a total of like eight games they plan on releasing under this banner. Um, Oh, the other neat thing with it is like, there are like act breaks and it like cuts to this old proper like British library and you have like a horror host kind of like guiding you through it, which is really, really fun. Um, There are two other games right now. There's Little Hope, which was released in 2020 and House of Ashes, which comes out, um, I think at the end of this month. So same kind of gameplay mechanics, but completely different games. I have not played either of those. I will probably pick up, um little hope like once it's down to like 20 bucks or so right yeah um, i was like i got man of a down for like real cheap like yeah. i bought a used copy for very little yeah it's it. yeah i think you could buy probably all three games that are out right now for the price of like one brand new game um i know that um until dawn is only on the ps4 um but you know if you have that i would recommend like picking those games up um 
what so the next thing like some of the co-op uh, we talked a little bit about cooperative games but um two very popular ones that have been out for the last generation of systems um dead by daylight and the friday the 13th game um i definitely like during the early part of the pandemic got together with friends and played a lot of the friday the 13th game same yeah like an absurd amount if you check the hours of gameplay it's like filthy how yeah. much i spend playing friday oh it's 13th. it's so much fun so Lindsay, yeah. what what is the friday the 13th game oh my gosh i'm so glad you brought it up um i love the friday the 13th game very very close to my heart it is so simple again as a completionist if you can give me a simple game that finishes mm-hmm. in 20 minutes that's that's where I want to live. So uh, Friday the 13th is really simple. 20-ish minute rounds. Or I think there's a clock. I think it is 20 minutes. Yeah. It's like um, 15 minutes, 20 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Basically, uh, you join a game. You play online. You can play with people you know. You can make private rooms. Or you can play just like not online with a uh, boss. But anyway, the idea is that you're paired with random people. And uh, the game starts and one person is assigned to Jason and everyone else is a counselor. Um, it can be random assigned or you can uh, pick like your counselor and pick your skills and whatever. But uh, and then the game is basically survive. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are options. to sur- So if you're Jason, your goal is to kill everyone before time runs out. Um, and if you're campers, you have to uh, survive by like hiding from Jason. You have to escape camp by calling the police. So you have to like build the phone and find the parts and fix them and then call the cops or put the car together and drive away, which is comedically impossible. I've never done it successfully. Um, or I can never uh, or get in the car. J- I can get in. I can. I, I am like, I am good. Like I will yeah. get all the parts. I will build the car. I will get in the car. I will start the car. I will drive five feet and hit a tree and then we're all going to Excellent. So I will fix the car and then yeah. I will spend like 10 minutes trying to get in the car and then someone <laughs> just drives off to like forget you. And then I am like yeah. stabbed through the head with a spear by Jason. Oh, I'm always like, stay with me. I'm going to build the car. And then I'm like honking the horn being mm-hmm. like, somebody find me before Jason does. Someone mm-hmm. who's a better driver than me find me before Jason does. Yeah, um, but I'm a really good Jason. I will fuck all the campers up in like less than three minutes. <laughs> Excellent. I was not a good Jason. I could never like press the right button. So you could like do the things like how does Jason get from like a million miles away to right there? Mm-hmm. It's like oh, there's a warp button. Um, yeah. All the it took me a stuff. while. Yeah, it, it is. Took me it can a be while, tricky. Um, but to get it is. It. it is definitely skewed very heavily towards Jason. Like if you are Jason, like the skills are. It's skewed towards like... Oh, yeah. You have like special skills. But if Mm. the campers are good, like if you get a good batch of campers, there are ones that will like run in circles and you'll Mm -hmm. just chase them for an hour and you can't catch them. Mm -hmm. Like there are people who like know the like spot that Jason can't reach, the way Mm -hmm. to run that I'm always like, how are they not out of breath? Like how am I running? And they're Mm -hmm. outrunning me for like this long. Like there are ones who like know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's really satisfying. There are like some of the fun of the game is like... You know, like Shelly from Friday the 13th, part three is one of the campers. Yeah. Like Tommy Jarvis from part six. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, my can God. Come okay. You can call Tommy and Tommy you comes to the call... rescue. Yes. So one of the ways you can like, because there's like all these ways. To... I really love this game because it's not mm-hmm. obvious. Oh, my God. I want to try to play tonight. I don't know if the servers are down. But um, I think they're still down. I don't they're think they're like down, but it like you can play peer to peer. But I don't really know okay. what that means. But um yeah, so one of the ways of like of all the things that they're buried in that you can use against Jason is you can call Tommy Jarvis. So if there's a character who's dead, 
because you're still like can watch the game, you come back to life as Tommy Jarvis and you have special skills and they mm-hmm. need Tommy Jarvis to kill Jason. Um, yeah. And that's yeah. fun. And then there's like the Pamela tapes where you get like yeah. all these like recordings of like Pamela Voorhees talking about Jason. There are the Tommy tapes. I think it's, it's Tom Matthews like doing the recordings for them. Um, I think Savini worked on a lot of the kills for the game. Like there are some like disgusting kills in the game. Oh it's my really God. fun. Um, there are like all these, like there's like baghead Jason. There's like final yeah. chapter Jason. There's I always um, say Baghead. He's my favorite one oh, to be because there's he can Jason run. goes to hell, Jason. Yes. Um, there's even a old school Nintendo Friday the thirteenth uh Jason, which is like him in the purple jumpsuit. He has the kind of greenish face. Um, um it's really cool. One of the like game features, mechanics, I don't know, is that when you're a player, you can sense when Jason is near a few different ways, but one of them being that you hear his music. So like Mm -hmm. when you hear his music far away, you're like, oh, Jason's kind of close. And so his music gets louder the closer he is to you. And when you're the Nintendo Jason, it's like that like snappy, punchy, like, and it's so scary because you're like, oh my God, it's so, when you're playing the game and like you're in it, it's so scary. It freaks you out. It's so scary when you hear that like Nintendo track. Ugh, what a great game. So the, the other game that's very similar to it, that's really popular is Dead by Daylight. Um, And that's a similar game where you have like four survivors and one killer and they have like a bunch of different scenarios there and again it's super gnarly game like i think one of the ways you die is they essentially like he essentially captures you and throws you on a meat hook um and you have like a chance to get off of it but like honestly like once you're thrown on that meat hook once you're kind of fucked uh like yes you can escape for a little bit um the big allure of this game is they've actually like gone out and they've licensed a with a bunch of horror properties. So there's like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre download. There's a Nightmare on Elm Street download. And granted, it's like wow. Jackie Earl Haley is Freddy, which is weird. Uh, there's a Scream download with Ghostface. There's a Halloween download. Um, and they have like the official music. They have the settings. Um, so you can get stalked by Michael Myers. I found the Friday the 13th game like easier to play, a bit more fun overall. Um, I just, for whatever reason, like Dead by Daylight, like I just could not get into the control scheme of it. Um, But I know that that's a really popular game. And I also know that it's like on a ton of platforms, like there's a mobile game version of it. So you could actually play it on your iPhone or your iPad as well if you wanted to, if you didn't have like a whole, you know, gaming system or you wanted to take it kind of on the road with you, which is really cool. And I think it's on the Switch. I know it's on the ps4 and 5 and the xbox uh systems i think it's on the switch as well um yeah and i know like the friday the 13th game is kind of one of the casualties of the lawsuit like they shut down Mm -hmm. the servers recently or like maybe like a six months ago um they were gonna do like a lot more content for it is like downloads in the lawsuit kind of killed it like through no fault of their own Um, yeah it's sad you can still like it's pretty cheap to buy found it for like 10 bucks and you can still there is kind of a single player game in there and that you have like a dozen different scenarios and you play as jason they're actually really fun um that's good to know and it's so for like if you can find it for 10 bucks it's kind of worth it for that alone okay Uh, that's good to know because i feel like i'm sad to let it die so i would give that a whirl um 
Moving on. So you mentioned like the Blair Witch Project game. That I think will go down to me is one of the bigger disappointments. Sucks. Anyone who knows me knows like how much I love the, the original Blair Witch Project. Um, it's it the little bit that I played, like there are definitely some scary bits to it. Like there are some like really creepy bits. I mean, you basically yeah. play this guy whose like wife has disappeared in the woods, I think like a fairly long time ago. So he is like in the woods trying to find her. There's some sort, you know, he's in touch with another search part. Oh no, it's not his wife. It's no, um, he's still talking. I'm thinking to of his biohazard. Wife. Yes. Yeah. He, um, is joining a search party for some other folks and he's in touch with persons, but like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of like, wait, something doesn't quite seem right here. No one seems to be on quite the same page. And it's a game that like, there are really, doesn't there's any levels to it. You just basically walk around the woods, try to find stuff and piece everything together, which yes, that's how it would play in real life. Um, it doesn't quite make for a compelling video game. I think no, it has, it has some good parts. Like there are some parts that are good. Um, the ending, the like last third is just mm-hmm. exhausting. Like it's not okay. even fun. It's yeah. like, ex- it's so bad and it should be good. Cause you're just walking around through like a haunted house. Mm-hmm. So it like, you want it so badly to be fun, but it's just like annoying mechanics of like, you have to time your flashlight to catch the monster to scare it. Oh. And you're just like, it's just like so it's just like annoying and then mm-hmm. i don't know how far you got but like there are mechanics like um did you get to where you walk through the woods and you have to shine your flashlight on the witch so that you can walk through clearly i did not i got to the bit where you have to like record something on a video camera and then oh my together. god and i'm like this is the most annoying thing ever and i never that... want to touch this again Okay, so you did not get super far. And I did not get far out. at all in this game. It's, yes. Yeah, the whole you have to record stuff and rewind. It's so stupid. It's a really bad mechanic. The rewind mm-hmm. your camera mechanic is not good. Yeah. But there's a part. There's a few like pretty fun parts that I was like, ugh, why isn't there more of this? Like there are a few pretty fun parts. It goes over the top where you're like, this isn't a player wish game anymore. But there's little things where it's like the game tells you like if you need to get through the woods you need to shine your flashlight on the witches to scare them away to get through safely so like the game tells you that that's what you have to do and it's hard to do and then when you get to the end you get a bad ending there's like three possible endings and they're all bad except like one's good and three bad it's like it's oh no sorry there's only two possible endings and if Mm -hmm. you make one mistake you get the bad ending great which is very annoying Mm -hmm. um but one of the mistakes is that the part, like the game directs you to do this. And one of the mistakes is that, you know, you should have showed more like compassion for the witch and not scared away with your flashlight. You should have just tried to run through without scaring it away. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, that was like, it's just like, no, that's the, that's the game. That was the puzzle. That was the level. Mm. Like I did what I was it's just terrible. Anyway, do not like it's probably game. one of those things where like, I would be interested in maybe like, cause I'm interested in the story, like watching right. a YouTube playthrough like play of it yeah but it's like playing it itself was like a chore yeah, um it's frustrating. It's frustrating what game. is a great adapt adaptation of a uh classic horror movie alien isolation <gasps> so scary i couldn't play that for more than like 30 seconds it yeah it's one of those games where yeah you basically you play as ripley's daughter um who is searching for the nostromo um so it takes place between alien and aliens, obviously. Um, and 
the idea behind the game is like there is a xenomorph on the ship that you are on and it, it can appear at any time and you are in absolutely no way shape or form equipped to deal with it so you are constantly either on the run or hiding from the xenomorph and like you're going through you're trying to like you know i don't even you don't really have weapons in the game you're basically just trying to like unlock more parts of the ship and then there's another one later on and find out where your mom is and like the xenomorph like when you know it's coming like it it, it's terrifying um graphics are gorgeous it's a pretty um like mechanic wise like once you get used to it it's a pretty simple game and again it's like a really wonderful addition to kind of the alien universe overall um i still have a little bit more to go in that game because like i will play it for so long and then after a bit like literally my senses cannot take any more of it because i feel like i'm going to become like this puddle that just crawls under my table and like no more no moss i am all done it's so scary i literally played it at my friends the play the night that we played um until dawn all the way through mm-hmm. we started with alien isolation i played for literally i'm not exaggerating like maybe three minutes and i was like i can't play this i'm gonna die like i cannot handle mm-hmm. this game like yeah. i could not play it they're like there the first go. the first moment like you encounter the xenomorph for the first time like it's a great like it would fit right in with the movie basically in terms of being a phenomenal like really tense really set up like well set up jump scare there are moments where you can kind of like hear it coming and it's not mm-hmm. there yet mm-hmm. so you're trying to Ugh. figure out okay how much more can i actually get done before i need to escape this area versus like where are the exits? Where can I hide? Is there anything I can do to avoid it right now? So you're kind of playing that game in the back of your head too. So that is like, it's, and I, again, I think one of those games right now where it's been out for a few years. Um, if you have not played it yet, you definitely owe it to yourself to do so. Uh, it was out for the PS4 and the PS5. I'm trying to think, I can probably get it for like, yeah, it's like down to like 20 bucks in a lot of places right now. Nice. So it um, I know that there is a new alien game where it's more like a co-op shooter type game, but I have not played. I think it is Aliens uh, Colonial Marines, I think is the name oh, of it off okay. the top of my head where. Um, oh, and there was another like the folks that did the Friday the 13th game did a similar game based on Predator. Okay, that's what I was just going about. As you were saying that, I was like, did that ever come out? Because I remember being excited for that. Oh, it did. And then. I, I like don't know how well really it's done. Good. Yeah. I kind of think if you have really a Predator hyped. game, I want to play as Arnold. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I want to play as Arnold. I want to play as um, Carl, Carl Weathers. I want to yeah. play as Jesse the Body Ventura. Like, yeah. I, you know, that's what I want to do if I if I have that. So, yeah. Um, I want to talk about my favorite, probably the short list of my all-time favorite video games. The original Bioshock okay. is very, very high on that list. Um, it's not purely horror, but there are moments in that game that are absolutely like terrifying. Um, it's a PS3 game. X- it came out the PS3, Xbox 360. It's been remastered a couple times, so it still looks really good on a new system. Um, 
it basically takes place in this alternative future where you um, land in this underwater city that is populated by all of these like genetic freaks, like mutated freaks and these creatures called a big daddy. And the big daddies are these giant metallic, um, just lumbering creatures that are like super powerful and have ridiculous weapons. And they are protecting something called little sisters. And the idea is if the little sisters are caught, um, they can be harvested for their DNA and you can get like upgrades like shoot fire or electricity or swarms of bees from your hands in some cases. Um, It is one of the best stories ever in a video game. Like it is it, it, the world is very set up very much like a 1920s or 1930s um, kind of like gangster type world. Um, there's this idea of the, the, the city was founded by this like billionaire, um, Ryan, like I can't give his first name who basically wanted to, I think it's very like Anne Randian in some ways. And it kind of shows like the negative side of libertarianism, you know, which is a lot of most of it, if not all of it, but the idea of like, I'm this like self-made billionaire and how dare people tell me that I have to do things like pay taxes and provide for people. Um, I'm going to found my own little under the sea world where we will make perfect people and it all goes wrong. Um, Super, super fun game, totally engaging and engrossing story. And it has one of the mechanics where like when you defeat a big daddy, you capture one of the little sisters and like it's pretty horrifying because they're like, no, no. And like the little sisters are like, you killed, you know, my friend and they get really sad. Um, and then you capture them and they start screaming in horror because they oh know. So, yeah. So you can either choose to cure the little sisters so they just become like little girls again um, and get some of the DNA you need or you can choose to harvest them and they become like these withered husks at that point. So you basically murder them. And based on the choices you make, it will give you like the good or the bad bad ending. Um, there are, again, like it's not an open world game. Like there's definitely a, um, there's definitely an order that you proceed through it. You do do a fair amount of backtracking through it. Um, it's just really fun. And like the creatures you fight, like there's like this really black humor to them. Everybody is like totally like, it's basically populated by a world of jokers. Um, Yeah. Probably the best way to describe it. Like everybody is pretty much like as insane as the Joker is from all the genetic testing they've done and all like the mutations they've done on one another. Um, One of my all time favorite games. Um, you can get it for the Switch. They have like there's three all together. The second one is a direct sequel to the first one. I didn't quite like the second game. I thought it was like not a great follow up. The third game takes place in like a like um, pirate spaceships like above the clouds. And I remember that one. That one wasn't horror per se. It was kind of like um, if the Revolutionary War went differently. I think, and it was a lot of fun. And I think you can get it for like 20 bucks remastered on the Switch. Uh, and it's available in all the systems. But the first Bioshock game, one of my favorite games ever. Um, okay, I love that. Let's just do a couple more and then wrap things up. I think this is like, sure. you could honestly do like a whole 
podcast period on horror video games. Um, I know. I'm literally like, I don't play a lot of games and everyone you've mentioned, I've had like 10 minutes of convo. So yeah, let's let's hear this. Lovecraftian horror games. Like that became like a little run of fun titles. There is the Call of Cthulhu where you play a um, detective with a dark past and a bit of like an alcohol problem um, is basically trying to um, figure out like why um, this family has been murdered and this woman has gone missing. Um, there is like an insanity meter in the game where um, based on how your um, mental well-being is at the moment, like depicts like how clear you can see things and what is going on. Um, it's pretty crazy. Like I haven't finished it again. It's one of those games like I'm stuck at a level where you kind of have to like skulk through and an asylum, um, that you've been thrown into against your will at one point. Um, there are some definitely creepy moments. There's a lot of cult stuff in it. It definitely has like not so much a cosmic horror vibe, although I'm sure that will come on, uh, the later, the deeper you go into the game. Um, but it's really like kind of fun, immersive mystery. There are, uh, takes place in a little seaside town. There's like all like this beached whale shows up and there's a big scuffle between like the police and all the fishermen. And they want to know like, why are all the fish dying and how are these? And like, you can interact with different characters and how you interact with them will like unveil different secrets of the game. Like if you act a certain way with them, they may not give you any information, Um, so you have to be like really careful and like, you only get one chance at getting it right. Um, and there you go. So that was a really fun one. There is the sinking city, which is again, like another, what's fun about that one is you can kind of like get to a crime scene and then replay what happened and pick up different clues. Um, the last one for like Lovecraftian horror that I'll mention is there is an expansion for Fallout 4, which is another game that is really high up in my all-time favorite games, partly because it's set in Boston. So you're like going through Fenway Park and you're going through like downtown, you're going through like, um, you know, the Boston Commons. And you're like, this is really, f-. the Salem Witch Museum plays like a role in part of it. It's really, really fun. They had an expansion, uh, download expansion for it called Bar Harbor where you are trying to find out what happened to this like uh, young woman, like why she has disappeared from her family. You end up in, um, oh, it's called Far Harbor. I'm sorry, Bar Harbor is an actual place in Maine. It's called <laughs> Far Harbor. Um, and there are all these like mutated monsters. It has a very HP Lovecraft feel to it. It's kind of a mix of HP Lovecraft and Blade Runner um so it's a really like and it's a pretty long like you can get about probably a good 15 hours out of that download content alone so if you have fallout 4 or if you haven't played it get the game of the year edition because it gives you all the download content for it um and you have to choose like there are all these like for lack of a better word like replicants that are there and some of them don't even know they're replicants and some do and they're double agents and you have to decide like are i going to turn them in am i going to you can like choose to destroy one or both of them or leave the island alone um so your choice actually plays pretty heavily into it um it's really fun. Like I love fallout four as a game. I think that like the biggest weakness of it is the dialogue choices don't have 
as much impact as the earlier, like Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas do. But it's a really fun game to play. Um, the quests are pretty fun. Um, I kind of enjoyed like replaying it and joining the Big Bad Institute and like basically having all my companions be like, fuck you, <laughs> you know, like you're dead to us. And like they just won't interact with me anymore. Um, but if you do play Fallout 4, get the Far Harbor um download content to it like it is a hundred percent worth it um other than that like you know alan wake uh for the xbox 360 that's coming out the remastered version of it is coming out for all systems later this month so i'm going to give that a try um i think that would be like the blair witch project game done right in that you don't have a lot of um weapons or anything but you um are like a writer that gets trapped in his own novel. Um, and it has like a really creepy atmosphere to it. So yeah, Lindsay, any final thoughts on horror video gaming? No, I'm like really thrilled that we did this. Cause I do think mm-hmm. horror games are so fun. I think yeah. this is a really fun concept and it was fun to, but I feel like I had more to contribute than I thought. So it turned out to be really Yeah. Oh, of course. You always do. Of course you did. No, I was like, um, yeah, I love Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, you know, and to me, like we obviously we all have our favorite horror movies. We watch during Halloween season. Um, there's something about playing a really creepy, scary horror video game where I will jump more during that. Like I can only play resident evil. We didn't even touch like the resident evil series and silent yeah. Hill, um, which I think everybody knows those games. So it's kind of like, yeah, they're pretty fucking great. Play the resident evil games. That was my first ever, like nearly shit my pants moment. That's when the dog jumps through the window in the original resident yeah, evil man. game. I screamed. Um, I can only play the biohazard one in like small chunks because like it continuously like freaks me out. Like things jump out and I'm like, fuck this. Like I don't want to have a heart attack and die right now. So, all right, listeners, we want to hear from you. What are some of your favorite horror video games? What are you playing right now? What is on your list of games you are excited for? I know that we missed a ton, a ton of games right now. So, Please get at us over on Twitter at Pod and Pendulum. Let us know what you have been playing and really enjoyed. In the meantime, please rate, review, and subscribe to us. Um, we have a couple more episodes left this month for the month of October. And then I think we're going to take, not a hiatus, but we're going to take a break for a month and look at, you know, we've been doing this for a few years now. Um we are going to take a look. I think both Lindsay and myself have ridiculous schedules uh, and we're a little burned out. So um, spoiler alert, we're going to be looking to retool the show heading into 2022 a bit to keep it going, but make it so that it is manageable um, for us here so we can keep bringing you this stuff. Because, you know, I've told Lindsay, like, I have a number in mind where I'm like, OK, that's a good number. I can end here. And we're not there yet. Uh, We're getting there, but we're not there yet. Um, So, you know, we're having some fun this month. And then we'll see what 2022 (laughs) brings for us. But until then, we will be back next week with uh, some underappreciated Halloween movies that should be on your watch list this October season. So have a great week. 
talk to you then.